Hey guys, welcome to the Higher Points, and today we are coming at you with a to the point. It's just me and Nick. We're going to keep it short and sweet and to the point. Um, I've got uh, about eight pages of notes here, and it looks like Nick's got about ten, so we're going to roll with this and uh, see what you guys think. Um, I just want to come at you guys and talk to you about um, opportunities and what what everybody is doing looking for opportunities and just kind of how I feel people are almost, would you say, like blinded to them or they're not necessarily made aware to look for opportunities. What I mean by that is um, just like I had someone Snapchat me today and they were making fun of me. They live in Florida. They were making fun of me because it's warm in Florida and it's snowy here. And I was like, and it, it temperature wise, it was it wasn't bad. We had nine inches of snow, but it's like, you know, if you look at that as an opportunity, as something, as a lesson to learn or some money to be made, you know, I was like, well, we've got guys that are scooping snow out here for a hundred dollars an hour that are like taking advantage of said bad situation for most people, you know, and that can be said in a lot and just that's just an example i mean there's lots of ways in life that you can take a bad situation and learn from it um and i feel like that is kind of a lost art for people especially of my generation um i know like previous generations there was a lot of entrepreneurship and stuff but as we've gotten younger our generations um, I just, people are not wanting to get out in the cold and go put in the work to find those opportunities. Um, and I just encourage people to go out there and look for those opportunities and to chase those opportunities, whether that is like something entrepreneurship wise, occupational, whether that's like the boy or the girl that you're chasing after in high school or, um, just, do not take it for granted because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Just go out there and chase that opportunity. If you fall flat on your face, you fall flat on your face, and you're going to learn from it for next time. So one of the things that you made me think about was when you talk about how like people don't want to get out and they don't want to get in the cold and all this other kind of stuff, You know, I think that you're right in that to a point. So if you, if you look at it, if if I can stay home and play video games all day long and I make the like let's use Twitch as an example and I make the Twitch algorithm happy and I get partnered mm-hmm. and I have AI help me and all this other kind of stuff and now I'm getting paid like let's just say well that's something that you enjoy to do and you, that's an opportunity you're chasing yeah you know? yeah yeah so but what what I'm getting at is is like so for instance if you're if you're a business owner that has this mentality that nobody wants to work uh, I think you're looking at it through the wrong light. And I know that's not what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm getting at is, is like when, when you have people that literally have, like, let's face it, if some people go on OnlyFans, they're making more in a, a day or a week than they made their entire year's salary. Mm-hmm. So that's an opportunity that they took. And even though you may not agree with it, they're paying their bills, they're happy, and, you know... N- all moral and ethical things aside, whatever we could, you'll go on a tangent about that, but we talk about just opportunities. Same thing with Twitch. If I can play video games all day, that's an opportunity. 
And the thing about both of those, I can live in my comfort and convenience mm-hmm. um, and do that. So as a business owner, you really need to start saying, how do I compete against that? Now, are you going to be able to pay a year's worth of salary to this person in a week? Probably not. Mm-mm. So now we have to figure out other ways to make it seem like our business is an opportunity for this person. Now, sometimes that may be hard. Um, and, and I think it's interesting because, you know, one of the things that I see a lot of law enforcement agencies doing in their like hiring practices, uh, just this is just something I know I always bring up law enforcement, but actually it's just like a par- easy parallel for me to make. It's almost like it's your background or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and is they, they always post the whole come work at our agency, we're the best ever. We pay the greatest. We have the best benefits package. We have the best flexible schedule. The lowest crime rates. We're a we're a we're the most amazing. Like we have these specialty units, and and we're we're a family, right? Well, if that's the case, then why are you thirty, fifty officers down? Okay, because mm-hmm. it your 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 hiring and retention rates say otherwise. Now, Sterling PD is an example. Um, you know, we've had good culture for a number of years. Um, I feel like that's eroding right now. But as a result of that culture, um, since I've been there, we've had one position there that kind of has changed a little bit. You know, like Justin was there for like seven years, five or seven years, and then he left. And then after him, it was Amanda, and she was there for a year. And then after that, it was Josh Blank, which was a year, maybe almost two. And then Justin Carter came back because of our culture, because he realized like the place that he went was not, not the same. great culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, even causing him health problems as a result of the culture. Like mm-hmm. that's how bad and toxic it was. I've heard that. And he came back and ever since then, he's like feeling better. Granted, the schedule kind of sucks, you know, for him. Like he doesn't necessarily like our schedule. but And also getting readjusted to that schedule is probably tough yeah. when you're working nine to five and then you switch back to rotating like that. And I'll, and I'll face it. I'm not, let's face it. I'm not making OnlyFans money. Okay. I'm not making Andy Frisella money. I'm not making um, Hutch PD money. Right. But I know some of these, and please understand that wasn't a dig at Hutch PD, but I know some of these other agencies because, and again, that was not a dig at Hutch PD. I know some of these other agencies that, you know, they're down these officers and you have these people who sit at the top of organizations, whether it's police or private business that have been at it for 20 years. And so then they start thinking, well, I've done it. I've paid my dues. Like, I'm going to do me, right? Like, I'm going to pay me well, or I'm going to take care of me, or I'm going to give me the schedule, the new car, the whatever, you know? Yep. And and so, and then they want to blame everyone else for not, like, wanting to work and or taking advantage of opportunities. Because, like, at the end of the day, cop work doesn't pay well, but, like, you get a significant amount of experience because you're handling other people's problems. You're having to learn to communicate. You're having to learn to, like, notice things that are out of the ordinary, how to do investigations. Learn, you're learning about like DNA haplotypes, you know, all these things that you can then translate later on. Cause that's exactly what my opportunity that I'm looking at it is, is like all of this, even though I'm not making amazing money is setting me up, preparing me and giving me experience for me to take my consulting business to the next level mm-hmm. so that I can step into that consulting business and say, Here's what you're doing wrong. Here's what you should be doing better. And here's why I know that. Because I've been there. I've done that. Here's a success success story of mine. 
So, you know, when we look at these opportunities, we need to not only be looking at taking advantage of the opportunities, but as business owners or administrators, we need to also say, how are we going to make our agency seem like it's an opportunity? Yep. And then get people to take advantage of that because we as millennials, or I'm a millennial, um, we were the bad guys when we started. All the boomers were saying, these millennials don't want to work, blah, blah, blah. Well, now I've been in this 20 years, and now the millennials are blaming the Gen Xers and the Gen Zers. Oh, they're lazy. They don't want to work. And I'm just like, we're just lather, rinse, repeating here. Um, Are there people out there that don't want to work? By all freaking means. But are there some millennials out there that wanted to? Yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. a testament to that. I've been at it 20 years. And I'm right up there on the the, the edge of being millennial. Gen Z, right? Uh, millennials, I think, went up to like 1980 or 92, something like that, maybe? I thought 90? it was 94, 96. Maybe, maybe it will. But I think at, like, at the bottom side of it was like, what, 82, 84? Yeah. I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I just, uh, it's like, I don't know, it's like people that want to come to the table. And, and speaking of opportunities... The, the people in your organization that are complaining people don't want to work, nobody wants to work, that kind of stuff, which is not what you were saying. No. Um, and, like, again, not trying to make a dig at you, but you're looking at it through all the wrong light, and you're, you're perpetuating the cycle. Like, at some point, we need to break that cycle and be done with it. You've got to be the opportunity that they want to pursue. Yeah. And you've got to be pursuing other opportunities within your organization so that they can pursue those within yours. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> well, and like we said, what, several podcasts ago, how do we make it to where their vision of what they want for their life, whether that is the Twitch streamer yep. or chef or the next administrator of your agency, what do we do to make their, like cast our umbrella so big that we make it where it fits under our, our, our uh, mission or our goal? takes a lot of extra hours yeah (laughs) you know and there are a lot of people out there that work a nine to five quote unquote even though cops don't to um you know to basically um catch up and and like like do their side hustle you know is there excuse me to like basically compensate for their side hustle while they're Mm -hmm. figuring that out so like like i said several podcasts ago if they want to be a chef like can you help them with like getting the vacation time that they want? So you're still satisfying them, but they're still working for you, you know, until they figure things out, whatever. Like, how I mean, are you doing that? Let's be honest. Like not everybody's going to want to swing a hammer for their whole life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a, not everybody's going to want to be a cop their whole life. I mean, I would say like more times than not, like you're not going to be in the same job area, the same trade for your whole life. You know, there's, a lot of people have done their job for 40 years. That's, I mean, that's more rare, more rare, more rare. And I just think that's like back in the day, that was the way to do it. You know, even if you're miserable, you still got to go get your paycheck and get your retirement and get out. And now I really feel like you need to, uh, that people are realizing, Hey, like it's okay. If I don't have the retirement, I can make more money elsewhere and I'm not going to be miserable. Because, like, they realize life is short and they've got to challenge their brain. And, like, the human human brain is meant to be challenged. You know, if you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, it's, it's going to get old. And you're going to 
go through cycles of depression and that kind of stuff. And so challenging yourself, challenging your brain is a huge thing. But that also causes people to get out of their comfort zone, which is difficult for some people. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, if there's one thing that I would advise, it's get out of your comfort zone. And that's one thing that I've I've really pushed myself to do over the last three years between like the public speaking stuff I've done with the coalition and jumping out of my own in the construction and doing the sales stuff for High Point Farms. Like, if you would have told me I would be doing all that stuff when I was a sophomore in college, I'd be like, no way, <laughs> no way, man. Like, I'm going to be working behind a, well, I don't know, honestly. I didn't know what I wanted to do in college, but I figured I'd be sitting in a tractor, honestly. <laughs> well, and I remember when you, like, made that decision to do Next Gen, and you were sitting in here, and you were doing, like, the like getting the insurance and like all those things like the workers comp insurance and whatever the general liability stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember you like almost like white as a sheet basically like, uh, like how am I going to do all this? This is so much. And like, is this going to work? And like, I remember you just, and like now here you are, but you push yourself out of your comfort zone and like, you're not like a millionaire, but no. you're making progress. You're putting one foot in front of the other every day. And it's like, I continue to push myself out of my comfort zone. Every day. It, and it, it never gets easier, I don't feel like. You may not... I, I don't think your nerves are quite as bad when you go... Like, I'm not going to get white in the face pushing myself out of the comfort zone. But it the decisions don't necessarily get easier to pivot and that kind of stuff. Especially when you're, you've got the, like, four or five other people that you're... That are counting on you to get them work and that kind of stuff. Well, I think when you're just in general trying to be better, mm -hmm. no matter what it is, you're always going to feel like you're getting kicked in the dirt. Because going to the gym is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, you're going to be sore. You're going to be tired. You're not going to want to go most of the time. And never had a workout. I regretted. No, no, I've done things in the gym that I regretted after the fact, <laughs> but I've never regretted going to the gym. <laughs> um, well, and, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you just, Ed, Ed Milet's The Power of One More, Ed Milet's book, The Power of One More is like a testament to kind of what you're saying of, you know, like one more phone call, one more sales call, one more email, you know, one more, uh, you know, like working on a design of a house and I can one more design, uh, one more social media post, you know, one more, like, cause as you keep chipping away and making that slow progress, like if you just do one more, that may be the one that like opens up the rest of the doors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Colin was kind of that for me. Like I kept like just running into brick walls trying to sell my first lead gen site. And then meeting Colin was just like this flood of like, whoa, okay. <laughs> like this guy's a businessman. Like he mm -hmm. gets it. Like, and then after that, it was like, oh, okay. Like I can do this. And again, you know, no millionaire or anything, but it's opened up other doors and like other things that I never thought I would be consulting on and having to research. And like, I have no idea how to answer the question I've been asked, but then, and then instead of saying, I don't know, I've never done that before being like, okay, cool. Let me see what I can figure out. You're going to make yourself an expert at it. Yeah. Which then I'm like freaking out. Cause I'm like, now what? Like now what do I do? Mm -hmm. Uh, and like, you know, Google is my friend. AI is my friend. As far as like, I asked AI the question of like, Hey, I'm trying to figure this out. Kind of where should I start? 
And then it was like, oh, Kansas Historical Society. Oh, okay, yeah, duh. You know, makes sense. And then like just then I did all the legwork from there. So it yeah. wasn't like AI did it for me, but it like helped kind of point me in the right direction, which is what I like it for. Yeah. Um so uh you know, I've definitely had some opportunities presented there and it's just like I never thought I'd be like consulting on some of the things or some people reaching out to me like they're looking for a CRM for their business. Um, like customer resource management is what I believe that means of like a, a gentleman that I know that owns like a pest control business, like wanting to manage his routes and stuff. Okay. Uh, I don't know any CRMs cause I've never dealt with it or done it. Like as cops, we don't really have a CRM. <laughs> yeah. So now what? So researching that. And uh, one thing, one thing that, you know, and Colin is probably going to disagree with me on this, but like, Eventually, you're going to get to a point where you see so many opportunities that you've got to be able to, like, focus in on the ones that are, like, right in your wheelhouse at the moment. You know, ones that are, like, if they're making you the most money or they're bringing you the most um, clients, you know, something you've got to focus in on that wheelhouse and really solidify that before you move to the next. Because you will get to a point where you're like, holy shit, like, where do I even start, you know? And I think being able to sort through that and say, okay, this one's got to go on the back burner for now, but this could be an opportunity later. I think that that's something that takes some working through because once you get the, the bug to chase those opportunities, they're everywhere. I say it's hard to not see them. Like once you kind of figure it out, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm the guru. But once you kind of figure it out and you see it, you're like, oh, wow, like I could do this or I could do that mm-hmm. or I could do this. You know, like one of the things that that I've seen um, with AI is like you can do some really quality social media content and you can kind of automate some of it. So if you have a customer that is like maybe a small business or a large business, doesn't really matter, but especially small business that they don't have like dedicated social media people, you can actually like automate that to you know, basically make that happen. Um, something that I'm like just now kind of dipping my toe into, but then it's like, I see that as an opportunity of like, number one, my idea is to help small business, um, and small to medium business. And so now they can make an algorithm happy, which then gets their content out, which then helps them grow, you know? And, and like Andy says, he's like, I kind of have a love hate relationship with social media. He's like, I get it. He's like, it's a tremendous tool to help you grow your business. He's like, but back when I started, like I literally had to go door to door, you know, and like knock on people's doors, give them a pamphlet, talk to them, et cetera, to like build his brand. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to be able to like do that and then provide that as a service of like, hey, here's what I can do for you. And then kind of set it and forget it is what I'm hoping to do. That's the opportunity that I see with it. Yep. I mean, a lot of people see nefarious things with that they can do with it. Um, but it's, it's. It's interesting because even Google has relaxed some of their AI requirements and stuff. So, uh, it's kind of surprising that they've relaxed that to me. Yeah. Basically, I think they've come to the realization that as long as the content is quality. Yeah. So you have to basically quote unquote program the AI bot to make sure that it's giving quality content. And now that is an art form all in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I am definitely not talking about on here. Um, that I had a friend that was like, Hey, you know, I, the same friend that invested me for the lead gen stuff was like, Hey, here you go. Like, here's the stuff that I've been looking at. Here's kind of how you do it. Now play with it. 
So um, that's an art form all of its own. Uh, but there's just so many, just getting even out of the, out of the AI realm, it made me think of like with Colin and uh, the, the issues that he was having that I was consulting with him on, like, which there were a plethora of them. There were technology ones, there were land issue research things that we were doing. And I'm, I'm like, I know nothing about any of this. Right. But the opportunity I saw was like, okay, so this is exactly what small business needs because you know as well as I do, because we've discussed it with your family here. Okay, we're at a point where we're kind of like big enough that we now need to like start making some steps, like some bigger steps in some different generations or uh, uh, directions, but we're small enough that we don't have the people to like adequately make those steps. And like the cash flow is just not quite there too. It's just one of those, it's a tough balancing act to get to where like we don't have like a set marketing budget yet you know and so for us to market is like damn that costs us money you know because yeah. we don't have a budget yeah. out yet and it's just i think that's one of those growth growing pains that we're kind of going through right now yeah but the opportunity for that i saw was like all these small businesses have all these like just insanely unique problems that are just maybe not like business altering but they've got just these small things that are just it seems like it's like you know the little weights that you put on the end of a fishing line, like mm-hmm. that help just kind of weight the fishing line. It's like thousands of those, right? Like by themselves, put it in your hand, not a big deal, right? But if you were to put a thousand of them behind you and you're trying to like tread water, that's probably it's a big deal, right? And I see all of those things of like help me or like let me help you take some of those weights off. Like I probably can't do them all. There's some things that I can't do. Like I can't make you come up with money for a marketing budget. Yeah. But like, can I help you figure out like how do we market CBD products in places that don't allow for cannabis marketing? Like, how do we do that? Like, mm-hmm. navigate that. Like that. That would be something that I would see as an opportunity. Um, and and there's just tons of those in every business. I don't care if you're JCam Chemicals or your Double Shot Liquor, you know, in Sterling. Like every single one's got another issue. Yeah. It, it, you have something that you're working through right now. Yep. Like, help me. Let me help you work through that. I don't care what it is. I'm 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 open for the challenge and learning. And I'm also the kind of guy that if I can't fix your problem, I'm not going to be the guy that goes, man, I couldn't figure that out. Here's your bill. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. If I didn't pr- provide a service to you, then I'm not going to charge you. Yeah. I probably won't get rich by doing that, but I can look myself in the mirror at the end of the day. Yeah. So. That's important. Stuff. Almost done, buddy. That's good. Yeah. Flew by. Time flies when you're having fun, baby. Got through all 10 pages of notes. Yeah. You, get, you only got through like six, though. Yeah, I know. I still got... Actually, there's like four more. <laughs> uh, well, you want to wrap it up? Yep. Nate and I are both sitting here like really tired and dying. And we were like zoned out before the podcast. We were like... We were. I'm going to have a nap time before this. We probably shouldn't eat a massive meal before we come and do a podcast. It's probably a bad idea. <laughs> it happens. So, All right. Well, everyone, thanks for taking the opportunity to, to listen to us again. We are just humbled that you're here with us. Um, if you ever want to just reach out to us, you can check us out at www.thehigherpoints.com. Uh, on Facebook at The Higher Points Podcast, Instagram at The Higher Points. And uh, don't forget, we're renting out the podcast studio. Just go to the contact page on our website. Also, if I can help you or your small or medium business uh, through any problems, 
uh, no matter what they may be, whatever that weight is that's weighing you down that maybe you need some help with. Um, even if you think like, wow, this guy's a cop, he can't figure it out. Like, I probably can. Like, let me, let me, give me a chance. Uh, my website is 519, which is F-I-V-E and then N-I-N-E-T-E-E-N. So like 519 spelled all the way out, 519.pro. And uh, just there's a contact page on there. Just uh, hit me up or my socials are on there as well. And uh, see if I can help you out. We'll catch up with you guys next week. Bye, guys. Have an awesome week.